Hey everyone, this is episode two of our two-part Vampire the Masquerade chunk. So if you haven't already listened to episode one, well, do whatever the hell you like. It's your life. I don't dictate how you live it. Um, be aware, though, that as we mentioned in the previous episode, we recorded this one first. So if you weren't already confused enough, you're welcome. On with the show. This is Professor Marmalade coming at you thick and cheesy from under the Morgantown side of the Westover Bridge where I'm keeping my eyes out for the Orgua monster. This episode refers to a locale in Morgantown that existed during the late 90s known as the Slack House, which was something between a communal living situation digital anarchist headquarters and cyberpunk hellhole populated by the anxious and unwashed nerds of a generation older than the hosts of this show. As a side note, the right-wing supermajority suspended the West Virginia state constitution recently, which was only one of a fistful of fascist bullshit they're twisting the mountain state's nutsack with, so see you all in the dystopian future of. Right now, Professor Marmalade out. Welcome to Oops All Monsters, the deadly unserious show about creatures, cryptids, and curiosities curated by two weirdos from wild and wonderful West Virginia. That weirdo with me when he's not waving a gun around his remote Arctic base screaming about which one of us is or is not themselves is Gavin. And this weirdo with me who is, a, uh, I've already done Ninja Turtles. I did. I did Ninja Turtles. And then you I don't know how you decide whether you're riffing off of my thing <laughs> or doing your own thing. That's randomized. Too. I, I know. I'm just trying to illustrate <laughs> it to the audience who thinks that we I, I'm trying to pin down how exactly how fuckity we are. And because I don't think the audience has any clue that we're way even more fuckity than they could even imagine. Um, it's a miracle that this show exists at all. Is is the, is the, is the premise yeah. of, of the illustration that I'm making right now? Yeah, it's not any type of self-depreciating stand-up comedy bullshit either. It's a it's a fuck cluster of <laughs> randomized. A, an amalgamation that just pours out of a schizophrenic mind in a very busy mind <laughs> and focused into a show. Yeah, that's an, that's an amazing euphemism that what my mind is is just very yeah. busy. <laughs> but the algorithm that you run through where I men, where I reference an, a, a season one X-Files episode and then you're like, okay, well, what direction do we go from there? Let's spin the random encounters dice. The goose to um, my maverick. <laughs> no, I don't want to. I don't want to. I want everybody named Goose always gets killed <laughs> in a tragic and unsatisfying way. For the for to to send the hero on their journey, and I I am not going to go down yeah. like a goose. The uh, the Sam Elliott to my Morgan Freeman. 
I don't know. They're both narrators. All right. Well, um, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck that Gavin usually puts a thing there. So we're just going to skip over that. But we're going to say that we are here to, as we always are, delight and edify you with tales of mysterious monsters from mythology, film, literature, TV, as well as gaming from the console and the tabletop uh, from the console to the tabletop and beyond on a rotating basis. Each of us brings a monster into the shop unknown to the other presenter and discusses their origins and origins and implications for the benefit of you, dear readers. Quick reminder, check the goddamn Instagram <laughs> at Oops All Monsters. You sons of bitches. <laughs> to, to, to go behind the um, the Wizard of Oz's curtain, we had a we had a delightful episode that lasted approximately fifty-four minutes of of, of um, technical difficulty before yeah. we started today. And my last today was my last day last today was my last day also doing a, a certain teaching job. So I'm just on a, I'm, I may be sassy, but I'm very molassy. Um, All right. I'm going to want you sassy. Oh, okay. I, the sassy I've got only at least I've got a regular covered, but the molassy I've got through my fucking yep. wazoo. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll right. see how that plays out. That's appropriate. I, I'm a little molassy too. I just, the technical issue took the WD-40 out of my squeaky nose. <laughs> so we're going, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's January syrup, um, rolling uphill. And, uh, before we get to our monster of the week, we are going to take a brief detour into the strange and unlikely corners of the English language that we like to call... Villain's Vocabulary. And this week, because it is a Gavin episode, the onus is on me to give us a word. And our word um, is uh, this is gonna this is another one where I'm gonna have to to get a running start at it. Cacodenomania, yeah, cacodenomania, see cacodenomania, 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 Caco. Cacao. D-E-M-O. Demo. N-O-mania. Caco demo Dino Demo name. Fuck me in the fucking Demonemia. Caco Demonomania. Caco Demonomania. Um there the fact that the fact that there's a co-demono may give you a hint. And everybody knows that when you have a word that includes a codemono, that it means the following. Gavin, do you have any fucking clue what cacodemonomania might be? Uh, um, is it the overwhelming urge to chew on discarded wrappers? Uh, no, no. I'll give you. I'll give you one more hint, and that. I'll get the hint that I'm I'm going to I'm going to give you one more chance and I'm going to give you a hint oh. that includes the fact that in the middle of cacodemonomania um, is the word demon. So I'm going to it's right in the center there. The it's easier if you're looking people. at it, I'll admit. <laughs> cacodemonomania. The, um okay, cacodemonomania. 
Is it uh, fear of the fear of the fear of blue a pills. haunting of demons um, of some sort, like no. a haunting? Um, in a in a way, it's kind of like a backdoor demon. It is the it is the pathological belief that one is in and it is the pathological belief that one is inhabited uh, by an evil spirit, like Martin Short in Interspace. Um, so I, I sure, which I think they they said that word. I sh- should have known it. <laughs> I. You know, I'm going to put one dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. I'm going to put down one dollar that they do not use the word cacodemonomania in inner space. If you're right, I'll give you ten to uh. one. I'll give you ten dollars for my dollar. But if you're right, you you just you just bought um, most yeah. of a single with cheese at Wendy's right there. Bam. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking fucking like twelve goddamn dollars for a fucking combo of Wendy's these days. I know. How does anybody it live? It sucks. Don't go to fast food restaurants. Don't go to fast food restaurants anymore. How does anybody live? Fuck, Jesus Christ. Um, so, uh, yeah, cacodemonomania. It's it's difficult because it's got monomania at the end. It's a whole it's a whole lot yeah. of stuff. Um, yeah, the, so if you actually have a demon, you're not a cacodemonomaniac. Yeah. You're just, you, yeah. You're just fucked. Capital F, capital a- U, capital K, capital fucked. Uh, There's a, so, a disturbing lack of people who don't realize that they are they they are just thinking that they're possessed. It's one of the important things to know the difference and between. the difference between people who are you know what possessed. I mean? Like, I mean, like of all of of all of the things where you're like could be and might be possessed with a fucking demon is a real important one in terms of like might yeah. be and is like. That it's yeah. it's one of the top ones. I would put it like maybe top five. You know what I mean? Demons will trick you. They'll they want you to think that you're crazy. Yeah. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was telling you you were just in Chestnut Ridge. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and that's and that's for the locals. <laughs> so now that we're out of that fucking part of the show, we're gonna go on. To, we're gonna go on to the actual goddamn show. Welcome to twenty two. Welcome to twenty three. Welcome to two thousand twenty three, motherfuckers. Because now the two thousand twenty three. It's a new day. Yeah, it's a new this, dawn. The show, and I'm feeling good. The show is now raw dogging and trying to get pregnant. So um, everybody, everybody, yeah. uh, get your strollers, get your um, get your get your fat pants because we're not fucking around anymore. Get your links. Yep. Put us in your get links. Your, get your binkies. Um, get your random crap that your grandma wants from the bullshit section at Aldi for Christmas. Don't, don't even try to fuck around because this show is ready to breed, uh, Cronenberg style. And Gavin, what the flying fuck are we talking about today? Because I have not, I, let me say something before I ask you about the, imagine if you will, I'm going to say a separate thing. I am so glad yep. that I am doing this stupid ass show with you right now. I would rather not be doing uh-huh. anything else in this moment. It is so good. I uh, I am all, although I am someone that has um, research anxiety sometimes, which is yeah. weird because one of my favorite activities is doing research. I I don't yeah. like it when I have to do it. It's it's a I, yeah. and I yeah. live my entire life assigning myself research. It is my least and most favorite activity. Uh, and I understand what's happening. It's yeah. it's like I don't I don't know I don't know what it's like. It's like some kind of weird sexual fetish where people want to like uh, uh, 
like put electrodes on their tongue or something. And I'm like, but doctor, it's my favorite thing to do. Uh, and, and, and I don't know, but I'm glad I'm making the show with you because it's hilarious and ridiculous. And I don't like doing many things more than doing this, even though it's, it's stupid and insane. <laughs> it's the, it's like making really bad factory made fudge <laughs> and then going home and eating really fancy gourmet um, fudge. Um, sure. Well, let's just let's play that where it lies and <laughs> move to the move to the place where we ask you, what the fly? Have you got fudge? Have Have you got a fudge? Have we got a Have we Have you got, have a, fudge? got a fudge today? Have you got yes, a fudge? Yes, we've got a fudge. Yes, have we've got, got a fudge, fudge? factory. Um, what's going on? So, would you like to imagine something? Imagining this will be pretty easy uh, um, right. for us. So, imagine, if you will, that you are a 16-year-old, not unlike yourself now, uh, from 1991 to 1996. Okay, so, okay. And you are coming home from school... And you make so this your way. Is, so it's this is Friday. like the Slack House boys. This is like the the. <laughs> this is like the weirdos, right? <laughs> just slightly older than us, right? Yeah, you are. I'm you Stuart are Bender's older brother. Is is yeah. what you're saying? Make your way past the dog, George CC, and your little brother. And you are Nicholas Benders <laughs> in this case. Imagine that you're Nick okay. Benders. Okay, I'm having trouble, but I'm gonna try. All right. And you're coming home. Coming home to set up your the Friday night D and D game. Uh huh. I love it. And your dungeon master friend and comes with unexpectedly a lot less than he usually comes around with. He usually has suitcases and backpacks full of miniatures and maps, and this time he has only brought uh, one dice bag and a single book. I'm very concerned. And he says, I, we're going to try me, something new. <laughs> Aaron Hess, the host of this show, and also my this this fictional person of Nick Benders, who is, I'm projecting into in, uh, you know, in, between the mile ground and, um, you know, and uh, the Mario's fishbowl in, in, my, in, my, <laughs> in my parents' weird, t- t- broken up, two-level house. I don't know. Is it going to be demons? <laughs> is this is this, is this this a um, satanic panic episode? I literally have no idea. What's... Okay. I'll let me let you finish. Yeah. I'll let you finish. It is. Your, your best friend brings a single bag of ten-sided dice. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> I, I have do a have a clue... But there's a few options. Okay, I need you. I need you to. There's I need you to, give, I need you to yeah. give me one hit. I'm putting down two fingers at, about what my options are because this is a Gavin episode, and it's going to be one of these two things. And I'm not yeah. going to lie about what they are. I'm putting down two fingers. I want you to give me one more piece of flavor before I ring my bell. Tell me what. Tell me one more thing about about what does the this game master describe as the scenario that we might be playing in? Other Nick, as the people in the Slack House refer to him. Instead of hunting monsters, he says, uh, this game session, we will be the monsters. Okay. All right. Well, uh, well, now I have a panoply of different options because let me, uh, here's what it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a white, it's a wolf that is white. Okay. Um, yes, but I don't know. I, here's what I'm going to give you. It's going to be on this hand. It's going to be either 
one of the vampires, or it's going to be one of the 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 wolf the werewolves. So are we talking about are we talking about white wolf werewolves or are we talking about black spiral dancers? No, we're talking about vampire the masquerade. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, Ooh. shit. I uh, okay. Vampire the Masquerade. Let's crack open some fucking blood, motherfuckers. All right, let's do it. Let's, uh, okay. Let's talk about some motherfucking vampires. Vampire the Masquerade is a tabletop role-playing game created by Mark Rainhagen, released in 1991 by White Wolf Publishing as the first of several storytelling system games for its World of Darkness setting line. It is a fictionalized gothic punk version of the modern world where players assume the role of vampires, who are referred to as kindred, and deal with their night-to-night struggles against their own natures, vampire hunters, and each other. Uh-huh. But it was kind of about uh, getting together and dealing with suspicion and betrayal uh-huh. and uh-huh. Uh, being the biggest Edge lord that you can be so much so that you just want to go out and vandalize uh-huh. something and go out and be the bad yeah. kid that the <laughs> books tell you not to be, which we uh-huh. were, by the way. We were the bad kids, but we were like that before we played. Do not the game. want you to be. It should yeah. be noted. before we drive our ethical train over all of the um, bodies, the, the the fictional LARPing bodies that we have run over in the various um, moral quandaries. Uh, in our real lives. Let's make sure that we we ride the track that you were originally on and define what the audience needs to know about um, uh, White white Wolf Company's Vampire colon The Mask of Fucking Raid. Vampire The Masquerade was mostly a tabletop role-playing game, but it didn't have any miniatures or anything. It kind of had some slapdash rules, and if you wanted to draw a picture of a map, for example. Yeah, I would. I would say that. Okay, we're we're. I I made a raw dogging joke in the earlier part of this episode, not knowing what this topic was, and now I'm not fucking around about it. Is we're really gonna we're gonna really gonna open this shit up? Yeah. So shit. Um, our experience of playing Vampire: The Masquerade was about down as a. Uh, the barrel down toward the target, I think, as um, as it could possibly be. We, I, I, I'm trying to remember how we first fell upon these books. Um, that was werewolf. These, uh, yeah, but I don't, I don't. Did did you get the who got? Did you have a werewolf book? Did Paul have a werewolf book? I don't. Was, I don't think it was. I don't. Was it Stuart? I don't. Was it me? You said one day there was a game called Werewolf, and you played it at lunch. And my dick got so hard that I <laughs> ran out to Barnes and Noble and I 
bought the. You told me on Wednesday, and I had the game. Well, it on must Saturday. have been like the Walden Books or something, because yeah. I don't think there was a Barnes and Nobles. In I Oregon scoured Canada. everywhere looking for it. I made my dad take me <laughs> to get this werewolf game. I needed it. Ah, uh-huh. werewolf is amazing, by the way. It's way better as a game than Vampire ever was. Yeah, like, you know, okay, well, th- I mean, well, it's weird to start with a rant about um, talking shit on the main game, but... Yeah. I mean, although as somebody who's... Oh, this is complicated. How do we how do we, how do do we we make this accessible to a audience that doesn't <laughs> have any idea what the fuck is going on? Well, so, Werewolf has a character creation system with a lot of great options to... To make your character have fun with it. I, I think... It, you had a guideline of what to do in systems of bad guys. Okay, and yeah. A, a lot of structure that made sense. And Vampire is just like, oh, uh, fall in love with each other, <laughs> betray each yeah, other, yeah, cry okay, about okay, it. Yeah, okay, 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 And then Werewolf was more like, here's all these options, well, here's yeah, the this, bad guys. This, this seems disorienting, but let's let's take Werewolf as the tail side of the coin in order to illustrate the head side of the coin. Yeah. And the, the, and the, and the points that you just made, they're they, they, they all totally valid. And I think, in a way, it is... Um, it's interesting that Vampire, because it's the most popular, because Vampire, yeah. the the monster of vampires and the culture of vampires and the media properties around vampires, they are the largest enthusiasm area. I yeah. mean, it's not a coincidence well, that um, Twilight is a fucking juggernaut of, of money generation. It's not a coincidence that vampires have this... Um, you know, pinnacle place in our media culture, regardless of whether it's gaming or movies or whatever, as being the most compelling because they represent the things that we enjoy, but we don't want to discuss. Yeah. And, but in terms of turning it into a game, it's more complicated. Werewolf was a better game and vampire is a better property. Uh, yeah, definitely in terms of money for the owners at yeah. White Wolf, absolutely. <laughs> now, um, because because well, now okay, but let's let's explain why that is, and and it's it's okay. So, Vampire was the default game. It makes sense yeah. that it was their it, it was their flagship thing. It was the one they made first. Of course, yeah. why wouldn't you? Of course, va- of course, Vampire the Masquerade makes sense as your primary property if you're launching this endeavor to make these. Um, World of Darkness edgelord games. And if let me let me I'm going to just try to contextualize vampire within gaming real quick because if you if you were a nerd in 1994, 1995, 1996, 1997 and somebody dropped um the Vampire the Masquerade book in your lap or the Werewolf the Apocalypse book in your lap and said, "All right, um Jag off, like uh, swallow this <laughs> right now. Here's the th- here's the thing. It w- it was it it's its strengths were the the strengths of the White Wolf properties and their weaknesses were profound, but only the strengths were obvious to the voracious teen consumer that these were you know uh, pushed toward. Yeah, uh, 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 us exactly. Yes. honestly. Yeah, and the and the strengths of them were. Um, the things that actually, the things that they lacked in comparison to say Dungeons and Dragons, which was like the goal was mostly just to fuck around. 
and, and which is also particularly vampires weakness, I would say. But overall, I think it's still actually is is White Wolf's weaknesses. Generally, um, the orientation of the game is, well, just fuck around. Yeah. And what do I mean by that? Uh, what do I what I mean is uh, if you play cyberpunk, if you play Dungeons and Dragons, if you play an old timey Kriegspiel <laughs> yeah, game, if if you play if you play if you play if you play Shadowrun, if you play BattleTech, if you play any R- TTRPG, there's a whole system to come up with specific tasks and quests. The vast majority of them are frequently even named after the point of the fucking game, which is go go do a thing. The ongoing, the multiple stage Lego blocks of what a mission could be and the fact that you could have as many missions as you want. Dungeons and Dragons does you the favor of saying what the fuck it's about right up front. Yeah. You're going to go in some dungeons right and then eventually, if you're badass, you're going to fight some dragons. Shadowrun tells you you're a, you're yeah. a shadow runner who goes on these units of missions that are basically like heists with a lot of killing called shadow runs. Yeah. Cyberpunks are these weirdo fringe characters who are ostracized from the rest of society who are going to solve capitalism with angst and guns, right? So the, <laughs> and then but once you get to once you hit on Vampire the Masquerade, and I'm not saying this is an original thing, but in terms of like big consumable uh, role-playing games, um, th- this game doesn't have a fucking point. It, 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 the point yeah. is mood, where suddenly you're in the, um, yeah. you're you're not in the, how, how, what is the analogy? I would say you're kind of, what's weird is it's it's kind of like if Eric Draven from The Crow didn't have an urgent mission to get vengeance yeah. against T-Bird's gang and Top Dollar uh, for the like uh, assault and murder of his girlfriend. If instead yeah. he just hung around like having bizarre blood-fueled sexual trysts with all of the other Eric Dravens that he knew, and there was a confusingly large amount of them, and then every (laughs) month or three, they would get into a massive, devastating, like, um, blood battle. Tell me a story. A man and woman in lot a year ago. Motherfucking mind. Listen! Honestly, anybody that knows, like, the Eric Draven character. Yeah, well, and here's the thing is, <laughs> Vampire colon the Masquerade, in a way, it, it yeah. does tell you... What's there is what the fuck is mask? What the yeah. fuck does masquerade with a Q and a U mean? It means standing around, pretending to be some bullshit you're not, and it means pretending holding not up to your be two fingers to pretend that you're yeah. invisible, and and sliding into the motherfucking shadows, and being Azrael the you know the the angel of darkness or whatever. Welcome to the funeral of Azrael Abyss. 
I am the Prince of Sorrow. Woo. Shut up, you're supposed to be dead. Yes, I am dead, indeed. La la la. But you're you're not the angel of darkness, you work at fucking Dairy Queen. And the strength and the weakness yeah. of all of these White Wolf games is that they suggested to the game master, the person running the game, that this is the kind of adventure you might run. But even an adventure was something that they were they were they were like grabbing, you know, cuckold style from the people in other games that are actually on the other end of the room fucking. You know, like the, yeah. like people playing D&D are actually fucking on the other end of the room and you're like, you know, if can I scoop up some of that like gray slippery matter and <laughs> like just rub it all over my whole situation. Yeah. Cause I would like to have, I w I'm tired of just like licking Alicia over and over again and talking about how beautiful her like leather jacket is. I would like to actually have a point to today's session and I've totally forgot. Yeah. I've lost the plot a long time ago. Did you ever read any of the vampire missions that they threw in? No, because they're always terribly written. They're always t utter trash. They weren't adventures. None of them had a point. They just gave you characters and said you could find something out from yes. them, maybe. Okay. And they didn't even say what you could find right. out. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm going to turn into a fucking Joe Pesci in Lethal, Lethal Weapon. Weapon. Yeah, I'm going to be okay, a like um, Joe Pesci in Lethal Weapon yeah. this whole fucking time. Because I have, I have, I have way too much to say about all yeah. of this fucking shit. Here's the thing. Uh, but here's the thing about why you can't take the racial bullshit out of Dungeons and Dragons. And all of this is going to make sense, Internet. So just <laughs> strap the fuck in. Because if you don't have otherness in gaming. Yeah. If you don't have an antagonist, a bad guy, a horde, a villain, a big, bad, evil guy of some kind. If you don't have who is holding the bad behavior, the uh, golden compass, the brass ring that you need to acquire in order to achieve justice or revenge or the conclusion of your narrative or killing fucking Darth Vader. Growing. If that other character doesn't exist, all you're doing is fucking around and licking each other's like the lapels on your goddamn trench coats. And and that is the power and the problem of the White Wolf games is because there is not essentially an other that is the bad guy, that is the villain, because you're you you are simultaneously <laughs> protagonist and bad guy. You're the fucking vampires. And in yeah. your world, you can add all of these antagonists you can add the Fomori. You can add the Black Spiral Dancers. You can add the Black Hand. You can add the Anarchs. You can add any of yeah. these versions of who who is yeah the antediluvian old ass vampires. You can add the other clans. You can add the Europeans, the fucking Canadians. You can posit things such that there are all of these enemies. But you know what that gives you? It gives you real ass fucking life. <laughs> where where people are just a little bit weirder than you, and so maybe sometimes you kill them. And you know what that is? It's fucking lame. Because if you wanted real life, you wouldn't be playing goddamn masquerade vampire bullshit and LARPing at the mountain lair at midnight <laughs> on a fucking Friday. 
you'd be you'd be doing real life. You've already chosen to buy out of that because you spend twenty five hours a week reading fairy mm. and werewolf books. So you don't you yeah. don't want real life. You want fucking vampires and the and the weakness is that there is a terrifying democracy. And I experienced I experienced this as the uh, the game master when I totally accidentally inherited yeah. the LARP at WVU at, at, at here. Yeah. I I did not. I, and correct me, you know, you're a biased observer as well. But I, I did not. Um, we had a LARP. We had a live action role play. The the nerdiest fucking thing you can imagine, where everybody's walking around in trench coat and combat boots. It's two thousand and one. On the university yeah. campus, holding up little signs to show whether they're pretending to be invisible or um, hidden by some fairy enchantment or whatever. Like, I'm not exaggerating this at all. Uh, and I yeah. didn't, I only ran it because the gentleman who was running it at the time experienced a coup, is the only way I could describe it, where people were very unhappy yeah. with it. Well, yeah, that was the thing. There, there was, there was. T- uh, so many real conflicts inside of the game itself, like like on a personal, out of character level, like there there really were inner circles, and there really were like coups against who would run the game, and and it was like ever evolving. Like I ran the game once after Adam Snyder fucked it up. <laughs> well, let me before we ball before we totally bore the balls off of our audience. The point is, I I'm one of my. Uh, powers and weaknesses is that I'm a very apolitical person. I'm uh, unable to see and participate in successfully most um, social and political situations. <laughs> it is a, it is a, it is a, it is a, it is a um, privilege and a majestic place where I just don't notice and don't care. Yeah. And in this case, it kind of benefited me because the the gentleman who was running the game for a while basically had a, um, as the English would put it. Uh, a vote uh, of lack of confidence. And there was this vacuum where people were like, well, let's have somebody else run the game. And then they had to just vote right then. And then a lot of people just voted for me. And I was like, huh, interesting. Okay, sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. And I, 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 it's not like I was, you know, like taking out flyers or something. It yeah. just happened that way. And I said, all right, fine, fuck it. Well, then we're going to do this, 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 and this. And I'm a person whose brain at the time was very busy and very organized. And I said, all right, we're doing that and that. And they're like, I'm going to play a werewolf. And I'm like, no, you're not. And they're like, what yeah. do you mean? I'm like, no werewolves. I'm like, why? Because I fucking said so. You told me, you, you said, you voted me to run the game. And now we've got no fucking werewolves in it. And they're like, why? And I'm like, I can explain to you why, like, mechanically, that if we're not all doing something adjacent to Camarilla vampires, this is totally not going to work. Or you could just eat my ass and just make a Camarilla vampire because we're all trying to actually enjoy a situation where we can all collaborate and interact with each other. Yeah. So, Steve, go fuck yourself and make a Camarilla vampire before I punch you in the face. <laughs> and I maybe that was like a sum, one summer where I ran that. I don't remember. Yeah. But the point is... The problem that I'm describing is the problem of democracy. Yeah. And because in reality, running things that are democratic is fucking miserable. <laughs> and, and, and that's why role-playing games 
are not about your local town hall. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know what I mean? Your town hall is important. Your local journalists are important. The Your local laws are important. But when it's uh, 6 p.m. on a Friday and you're trying to figure out how to blow off some steam and you're trying to imagine what kind of nightmarish creature of the dark you want to inhabit that when pushed to the brink is going to rend another character apart limb from limb with their claws or their fangs or their whatever, you don't want to imagine Tom the councilman in your actual fucking real life. And the problem with White Wolf is that because all the characters are the antagonists and they're all the protagonists and they're all metered out to be similar of, of power, instead what you just have is a pissing match with 39 <laughs> people in it. Yeah, yeah all walking around pissing at each other <laughs> over the course of four hours. And I love, and this is all to say that I have put so many hundreds of hours of my life into this thing that I love it so much, but I really wish White Wolf would, would find a way to actualize otherness in its games. And I mean, in the design of the games, in the publication of adventure material, you know, like White Wolf needs something akin to Dragon Magazine that is ubiquitous and amazing and impressive. They need something also like the Dragonlance novels where everybody consumes them and it creates a lexicon where everybody that's playing it is on the same page. Where we all decide, okay, the Fomorian monsters are the bads for the next, you know, like 10 years or whatever. Or... The Black Hand are the bads for the next 10 years. The Sabbat are the bad for the next 10 years. Or evil mages are the bads. Or whatever the fuck it is. Because the thing is, you need the liches or the, you know, you need the others. You need the dragons. You need the thing that is tantamount and bigger and stronger and more terrifying than you. Does that make sense, Gavin? Yeah. Because the thi otherwise, like there, the problem is anybody can step off and say, like, okay, I'm gonna make a tinker, I'm gonna take, make a tinker fairy, or I'm gonna make, um, I'm gonna make this wraith that is, um, you know, Henry Rollins raging about bad music, um, in the in the the netherworld. <laughs> but when I but but when I punch into the material plane, you know, like I can just explode a werewolf. Or whatever the fuck it yeah. is, there is there is just this. It it, it ends up being a nonstop sixteen year old um, like one upsmanship game of well I can do this too because I I'm cool and I thought about I thought about all the dots on my page for a while also. A, a lot of the games that I remember uh, whenever whenever I would try to run it would be like a film noir detective murder mystery for sure and like when whenever we tried to play it we we never even got so far as to learn that it was a murder mystery like we never got there we would make our characters and then get into the first fight <laughs> yes and be so happy with that that we would just fuck off and do something else and start like another game completely and I wrote stories all the time. It was all the same story. It was all like Chinatown over and over again. But the um, 
we never really got anywhere with it because we were just happy with that first fight. And 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 le- and let me describe this. Let me take. Let me also take <laughs> the um, the advocate for the devil position here for a second. Where if if you are someone, if you're a really mature individual, maybe you're in your late thirties or forties or beyond, and you're a master game craftsman who has the ability has the ability to render yeah. plots and politics out of absolutely nothing into a um you know a machine of intrigue where five of your best friends are going to be embroiled in the most interesting complex narrative that they could possibly imagine then fucking awesome. You know what I mean? It's just like fucking create all of the Toreador yeah. and Tremere and Zemesh and Ventru and Lasombra and gangrels that you can possibly imagine <laughs> That's the thing. and run that whole fucking court game. The way that the vampire books were written and presented was not for that type of gamer. It was for edgy teenagers. Exactly. I'm the Prince of Sorrow. These are, these are games for 15 year olds. I started reading the books again now in 2023 and it is so cheesy and immature it's 100% for teenagers yeah it's um it's specifically for hormone raging yeah it's it's too, it's too like uh edge lordy uh it's slobbering over tim bradstreet's illustrations which i still do but still yeah it's two loaded 12 gauge barrels of of shot that is trying to go directly, you know, like at your balls and your heart and say All of like it's nonsense and none of it's very well written. <laughs> it's trying to silence a sawed off 12 gauge. <laughs> yes. The books basically just say things like, Hey, intrigue, plot, pathos, emotion, come up with something. And, <laughs> the best yeah. thing that I could come well, up with uh, yeah, it would be yeah, like yeah. back in the day was like the Nazi Zemesh monster. Like uh, uh, a bad guy shipped in a Nazi Zemesh monster on the docks, go to the docks, fight the monster, find out who the bad guy is. And that was like the best game we ever played. And I, I want to I, and I want to cut back into because you mentioned you're describing a phenomenon that you alluded to before, which is that you came up with uh for lack of a better term, an adventure, you came up with a story as I think that they're, I think that they, I, you know, it's in, in, it's actually, is it, it's the storyteller in white wolf, right? Yeah. That is the the game. They technically call it the storyteller. Well, here's the thing is that's weird about white wolf. And instead of the DM, instead of the game master, you have the storyteller. Well, they don't fucking put a lot of emphasis in what the storyteller is actually supposed to do other than all of the goddamn rules that they're in charge of. And thus what you have is, you know, like, the, like a lot of us, like you did in that case, you came up with an interesting story that had like a hook. It had a bad guy. Yeah. It had uh, it had um, it had something to be revealed yeah. over time Big that the characters fight. would have to discover. It had a it had a it had a mystery. Yeah. It had a battle, and everybody got to a certain point in it, and then everybody got what they wanted to get out of it. And then they were like, yeah. "Cool, we're done." And you know. That is a that's a simul, simultaneous it's simultaneously a phenomenon where the Cheetos ran out and it was midnight and everybody was fucking everybody had listened to 
you know, everybody had listened to Extort by KMFDM like 19 Mm. times already. So we're like, okay, (laughs) I think the night's over. That we're just going to call that one over and then we're going to yada, yada, yada and hand wave to the next like mystery. Right. And, but, but also there is this, I feel like we had that and I don't think this is, I don't think this is idiosyncratic to our weird little vampire tribe. I think that, that white wolf is going to give you this, um, adolescent urge to run through the story but then you might you might make out with the story long enough until you just cream in your like <laughs> tight black jeans and, and you don't really you know, you don't get all the way through the act, but you're done with the activity yeah. and everybody involved says like, OK, that works. Well, let's all sleep in our let's all sleep in our home soil yeah. tonight and, <laughs> and 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 pull away with our, you know, pale papery skin back into our coffin beds to to rest peacefully. And and that is a it's it's both a symptom and an indicator of what I'm talking about as the, it's the strength, it's a double-edged sword that is a strength and a weakness where the unstructured element, the unstructured skeleton of all of these, but vampire being the prototype means that you can get on and off the train fucking whenever. And so it's very non-committal. It's non-committal about whether you finish a particular story and save who you need to save or kill who you need to kill, because you can just go on and argue with Serena for the next three hours yeah. and the stakes seem about the same. Whereas if if you and the other halflings and gnomes and elves have to go into the, you know, the the goblin dungeon and find the artifact before the dragon warrior kobolds get to it and their cult uh, opens up the the tomb of the the demon lord, thus bringing the end of the world that has a specific set of stakes. And why? Because there is a big bad evil guy and there is an otherness and a villainy to it where some things are bigger than other things. Where the kobolds are the small pieces of a larger structure of the empire that Darth Vader works for and that the other fucking bureaucrats with their little dealy bops that they shove into their like little like empire (laughs) outfits where... So they're little vape pens that allow them to walk from room to room. All of these fucking people that work for the empire are part of a structure that makes the empire a problem that is scary and important that does not exist when you're just arguing with the Ravnos about whether he took your left (laughs) shoe. So this is kind of, this is kind of what I would get, uh, get out onto the podcast is our like voyage with vampire which was like we started with role playing games. We started pretty early with like Shadowrun. I think we were like not even thirteen, and um, we played Shadowrun, and then D and D. We tried D and D for a little bit, and then whenever we started turning like fifteen, sixteen ish, vampire crept in. We had all of these vampire teenage problems. Yeah, like we were smarter than some of the teachers. Like um, the bullies picked on us, the jocks picked on us, all of this crap. And Vampire made itself available to sneak in and become the role-playing game that we played. 
And we did that for a while, like throughout 16 and 17, uh, of, until eventually we became the kids that the game warns you not to become. We became like the petty criminals. Like it says in real big letters in the front of all of the Mind's Eye Theater games, do not go yeah, out okay. and break into your friend's house, steal things and call it an adventure. Like, do not go and vandalize the church and call it an adventure. <laughs> and, we, and we did all that terrible crap. Like, we were the bad kids. And then by the time, like, college came around, we decided that maybe we would want to, like, return to a wholesome, uh, regular game. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So whenever these college kids um, saw that we had played Vampire and done it for so long, and we were, like, the experienced bad kids... We um, unexpectedly became like the leaders of the LARP. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. The, the way that we handled all of our weird, edgelordy, criminal, petty criminal bullcrap made us this um, kind of game-within-game powerhouse of, of you know, political players that, that okay. played like uh, a, a game of vampire inside a game of vampire. And that's what made it like interesting to me. I think we were playing vampire the best way that we could without even knowing it. Yeah, there's a lot to chew on in that. And I don't, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to I'm gonna pick somewhere arbitrarily to start because it's if I think about it too much, I don't I won't begin. But yeah, the, the thing is, you know, as a person who teaches children, uh, and 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 has on a, and you know for a lot of that I've I've taught what we call regionally tag, meaning talented and gifted, meaning talented and gifted kids that are quote unquote advanced for their age, and that's a it's a complicated yeah. um, idea and reality. But a lot of the a lot of those kids are going to fall into the category of wanting to play <laughs> dungeons. They're going to want to play role-playing games. They're going to want to play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And a lot of times I think about the, the way uh, conversations that you imagine having that you're not actually having, you, you know, having to explain to this theoretical parent, like why, why is it, would it be so useful for your kid yeah. to be playing D and D your, your 10 year old, your nine year old, your 13 year old. And I, and, and you think, well, there's, there's, there's a real, the list is painfully long and it's, it's glaringly real. You know, they're able to um, solve goals in a collaborative way with those around them. They're able to, um, you know, yeah. lawyer, lawyer out problems and look at the rules and follow the rules or break the rules in the appropriate case. They're able to decide who gets medical treatment <laughs> before somebody else. They're able to tolerate each other. They're spending this whole fucking time reading and consulting books. They're looking at fantastic illustrations. They're drawing. They're being creative. They're being political. They're using this whole panoply of skills that the rest of their peers could give a flying fuck about using. Some of which are overdeveloped, some of which are underdeveloped, where a lot of these might be kind of fairly under-socialized skills that uh, you know, where these are not the most socialized kids and they need to build that up. And in some cases, the reverse, where they're very social, but they <laughs> don't know the right friends to hang out with that are going to be able to understand their weirdness. Yeah. Well, let me let me describe White Wolf. And particularly, it, this is a strength that I think Vampire actually really has. 
that is that is completely separate that is difficult to articulate where if you look at if you look at vampire it is it's a weird fucking around game for weird fucking around people and when you push through <laughs> the lens yeah. into the broad book set of I've got the main game book, I've got some supplements, I've got the Tremere handbook, I've got the Nosferatu handbook, I got the Malkavian t-shirt, I'm making a gangrel character, I feel like a bruja today, but I'm gonna kill all of the Ventru clan. <laughs> all of these things are giving an adolescent mind, in most cases, a huge list of ethical, moral, personality, flavor, political options yeah. to grab at the word cloud and say, I am They're that. Game tools, in a sense. And I'm not that. I find that important, and I find that to be stupid. I think having magical power is awesome. But being physically strong is not a big deal. I think sanity is an overrated concept, and I think that drinking blood is badass. I think ownership and capitalism is crap, and I think um, sexual perversion is cool. I think that physical strength is the most important thing in the world, or I think that um, the yeah. corruption of all of the existing systems that we have on planet Earth is my current goal in life. And I'm not saying that any of those is right or wrong. I'm not taking a side, but it is a vast bouquet of options. And you're, and, and these kids are going to decide. And it is so much <laughs> more dynamic than even anything else that we consumed in terms of those decisions about saying, it, uh, it matters yeah. that I'm fast. It matters that I'm smart. It matters that I'm charming. It matters whether I have a five in strength or a five in wits. It matters whether I have a five in this or yeah. if I, it, with, am I a an honorable character or a deceitful character? Am I somebody that it, you can trust or you should run away from? Am I dangerous or am I beloved? And more so than any other game that I've experienced. And I'm yeah. not saying that I have or either of us or the collective um, brain power of this show has some kind of like broad TTRPG sense of everything that's out there. Of course not. But I, I think in terms of things that have, in terms of games that have been consumed broadly and that are big in the nerd space, nothing comes close to specifically vampire in terms of giving the the um, strained, the tortured, the pressured adolescent mind this huge uh, auditorium of options to walk around like at a job fair and say, no, 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 yes. Yeah. I'm a fucking Nosferatu. I'm yeah. a fucking Toreador. I'm a Zemesh. And to yeah. to to put a to take a hammer and spike that down through the through the heart of Nicolas Cage and say, like, I, 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 these are my priorities. I beauty is important to me or um, or not giving a fuck about beauty is important to me or the, your priorities as civilization are fucking bullshit. 
and and t- uh, it may not matter to you as a 45 year old from Sweden, but as a 15 year old from, you know, Morgantown or Grand Rapids or fucking Central Florida, it might be the most important thing in your fucking life. Yeah, it might it might prevent you from fucking doing that last set of marks on your wrist that, um, you know, that end your ass. And and I don't think that's a I don't I'm not trying to diminish that at all. Yeah. Another strange remembering it wrong instance that that I have is with vampire, because all of the vampire books from memory, like like had all of this profound and alarmingly intelligent stuff to say, like all of these books were like concrete biblical uh, this is how you shape your subculture type things. And I've, of course, like, like set in the stone arcanum of, of, of secret answers, like within these books. And then I look back on them and read them now. And it's just a bunch of horse shit. <laughs> like it's a bunch of teenage jagoff horse shit. <laughs> here's here's the the Samedi's faces are rotting. They live in the graveyard and wear black. And like, <laughs> I'm the Prince of Sorrow. Yeah, it's it, it's the crow of of role yes. playing games, and and which means it's which means it's incredible and awful. The Vampire the Masquerade is incredible and awful at the same time. It, I thought it was going to be involved in all of the decisions that I was ever going to make. <laughs> like, I thought that since it that it formed my very being, by the time I was 19, I forgot about it. Whee! Shut up! You're supposed to be dead! Yes, I'm dead! Indeed! La, la, la. Here's a, here's a four-dimensional idea, which is... You know there there's an inc- there's an incredible effort um, amongst um many of us in the world and particularly in the 21st century to attempt to empathize with to walk in the shoes of to sympathize with people that have a different perspective from ourselves and one of those areas that is both the most difficult and the most underrepresented is 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 putting your brain into the adolescent. Yeah. In ter- is putting your brain into, you know, the elderly, into the into the child, into the baby and not being a supremacist of only people between the ages of 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 18 and 59 or whatever. Right? Like and if you and one of the reasons is Adolescence fucking sucks and forgetting it is like an important job <laughs> because if you remembered all of it, yeah. you just fucking walk out and stab a shovel, stab yourself in the head with a shovel until you went to sleep because it's like, it sucks for like almost everybody. <laughs> and if you have a really good memory, I am sorry. Cause luckily I don't. So most of mine is just gone. It's just, you know, it's just, it's just <laughs> like candy popcorn and cream soda. Yeah. And so if you if you remember all of that, you know I I wish I could donate to your like Klonopin <laughs> prescription, but I just don't have those extra funds. If you get on our Patreon, maybe I'll be able to help out. But the thing is, the the White Wolf games they do the job of expanding <laughs> that necessary cancer of of time <laughs> that is the adolescent mind that is 
that you're the le- you do not experience the same amount of experience subjectively at yeah. 14 that you do at 42. Yeah. You are your the year of being 14 is so much bigger of a fucking year than the year of being 51 except, you know, unless somebody dies of yeah. cancer that year that Yeah. Absolutely. Check this out. Like I I had this diary entry when I was 17 and in one day, one fucking day of uh, we, I, I went, went to a party uh, from the night before, like woke up <laughs> at Adam's house, like made my way back home at like five in the morning, got on the bus and went to high school. Um, <laughs> at lunchtime, skipped out and got high and then made it back to school in time to catch the bus home, chilled out, watched Dexter's Lab for an hour, um, went to Morgantown, played a game with you guys, went to a different party, yeah, um, got drunk there, and then later on that night we went to a show in Pittsburgh, and like for the <laughs> yeah. third time, yeah. got inebriated there, and then came back home in time for Saturday morning cartoons. If anybody, if anybody and wants to argue with the details of that, all in twenty four hours, with like intermittently, like getting blade. Uh, certain, certainly, the density of all of that is exactly true. Because, for instance, let me let me give you another example. Because this was not when we were fifteen or sixteen or seventeen, but when we were doing when when we were doing that WVU LARP that I was in charge of, I for some reason, programmed myself a costume change to be two different NPCs on this one particular night. And it, it, and it happened to be the year 2000. And this is important in a way that um, will make sense in a moment. And I, I, I started the game playing um, a character who was a professor who was secretly, I don't know, I think he was like a black hand or evil sabot, like nightmare, big ass, scary NPC who was, uh, a wolf in sheep's clothing yeah. character. And I had a briefcase and some glasses and a blazer. And I was, you know, um, a 19 year old dressed up in, you know, like adult clothing. And then uh, we had a change where, you know, halfway through the LARPing event would be like, they would like, you know, the mountain lair would feed everybody where there would be the big like lunch break. So everybody that had an, like a, a student card would march in and have, you know, get like celery sticks and ranch and like barely warm, you know, fried chicken or whatever the fuck they were having that night. So there was this massive march of students, most of which were not LARPers going toward the mountain lair all of a sudden, the student student union. And this was right after um, in a fairly yeah. tangible way, the attacks on Columbine by yeah. Dylan and Eric, where a bunch of trench coat wielding goths who were into role playing killed a whole bunch of regular ass normies with guns and failed at using bombs. So the no- the quote unquote straight kids yeah. who were really yeah. into sports were like extra double suspicious of a random ass crowd of kids wearing black leather jackets and trench coats marching in a yeah. disorganized <laughs> line behind them toward the student union. And yeah. this group of like five chads happened to be walking right in front of me as I was LARPing in my trench coat or I'm sorry, I was war- I was I was LARPing in my 
blazer and khakis and oxfords and glasses and briefcase. Yeah. And they started like heckling. Uh, I don't know who, but like our, our group of people, the other LARPers with us, like three or four of my friends. And I was probably staring at the ground because I was fucking exhausted from playing, you know, Dr. Devil Schmidt, the secret yeah. you know, Sabbat nightmare or whatever the fuck. So I, I was just like, I need some calories. I'm on my way in. I was not paying attention. Yeah. And these guys start heckling my friends in the LARP and I'm looking around. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, Oh, this is really, ha this is an actual, <laughs> this is an actual attack. This is a verbal attack that is going to be <laughs> like a thing. And it just happens to be that I'm like right behind these chats. And I've, I, I, you know, I don't know how, why my brain would choose these things when I'm an adolescent, but I, it, it goes in a direction and, and my brain decided, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just going to, I'm going to hurt by participating. And I started heckling with them <laughs> and I, I folded into their little glomp of like five or six guys. And they were like yelling about like, you know, Hey, trench coat mafia, get the fucking, get the fuck out of here. You're going to fucking shoot us all up with guns or whatever. Which is, it's a weird flex yeah. because it's a fearful flex about, are you going to kill me with guns? And I'm like, and he's like, maybe <laughs> shut the fuck up about that if you really think about it. What are you but, sick okay. of being on? You're going to shoot me? Um, it's still only the year 2000. We haven't internalized that that might be an actual thing. And uh, yeah. and and so I'm I start I start screaming like, yeah, you fucking weirdo, you know, and I, I don't remember whether they're, they're, you know, they're using like slurs <laughs> for my LGBTQ community or whatnot. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember the details, but they I remember one or two of them finally turned their their heads enough where their gazes included me in their in their vision. And they turned around and they were like, what? They literally, one of these guys went, what? No. It certainly did. What? <laughs> and it, yeah. it, like, you couldn't have done it better for the cinematic response. Because the thing is, I, I'm somebody who blends, I have an incredible amount of, like, folding into straight-ass vanilla yeah. people privilege. I am a big symmetrical blonde white man with blue eyes. And so like I, I could, I can Indeed. fake being a Chad for like five minutes. No problem until they actually start hearing me speak the human language. And, but it was very clear that it, something was wrong and they just kind of like shuffled away. They, they just kind of shuffled away in terror. And I, and that's a, it's an exaggeration, but in a way it, 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 it it's true in the sense that, Everything that was around <laughs> them was a shadow that they could not understand. And it, they were right in understanding that they didn't understand it yeah. and that they should run away from it. Because it, oddly, it was not threatening, but it was threatened. And therefore, it was threatening. Because don't fuck with the weird kids, man, because some of them are, might stab you to death. And I and I, and, and I, I it's been so long since I've been one yeah. of those weird kids. Just fucking leave them, leave them, leave them alone. They're yeah. trying to do their own thing. Yep. They're trying to just be alive. You fucking assholes. Um, but what was the point of that? The point is that after that, I yeah. I drove my dad's car home back to our house. 
because I had to come back in my black leather jacket with all sorts of fucked up makeup on my face. Yeah. And my combat boots and my long black jeans and my torn up sleeveless t-shirt that was yeah. like a like a Jesus Jones t-shirt that I ripped a bunch of holes in with, with all these weird fucking faces all over it. And I came back and I drove my dad's black Dodge Diplomat with a Phantom of the Opera license plate on the front. And I like cruised it into a spot (laughs) and I played a nightmarish, hidden, evil, maniacal werewolf for the second half of the night. (laughs) And then after that was done, I was going to drive it home, but I fucking crashed it into a telephone pole because I was so in character that I couldn't park right. And an actual city police officer came and it was like, Son, I need to give you a sobriety test. I'm like, no, my dad's a city cop. I am a, I am, I am a white boy with an incredible amount of privilege. This blood is fake costume makeup. Please do not arrest me. I'm playing a character at a university function, and I do not know how to deal with actual consequences. And I started kicking the shit out of the tires of the car, and he was like, "I'm a cop, and you are a young white boy who I know specifically, so I'm going to leave you alone and not arrest you." And I was like, "Cool," because I'm dealing with a lot of stress (laughs) right now that is completely disproportional for all other human beings in every other part of the world and situation. So please leave me alone. And then I fucking parked that car, did not get arrested, and continued LARPing the rest of the night as a terrifying uh, blood-covered werewolf. And then I went home, had a, probably some beautiful vegetables and pork, and went to sleep. And what is the point of that? The point is <laughs> that the strength of these games... The strength of these games is that they, <laughs> the the democracy that I so yeah. Uh, yeah that I so attacked earlier on as a weakness in the storytelling also can be a massive strength because it allows you to step into these various votives, these various rules, these various different Cenobites who are suffering completely different circumstances from yourself. And imagine what their pain is and whether it's something that you can identify with or whether it's totally alienating and then also decide what does that mean? Do are, are my friends alienated from me because there's something wrong with them or is there something I should be paying more attention to? And, and, and those are, those are valid observations regardless of what you come out with, because the thing is you come out with more information about your friends, about your family, about the people around you, because everybody is maybe a little bit too magical, maybe a little bit too insane, maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit too animalistic, maybe a little bit too, too violent. Um, but if you're able to put them in these slots and say, I understand why some people are that way, then you can be a you can be an evil professor and you can be a black spiral dancer who is like drooling blood from their fangs in the same the course of the same evening. <laughs> I remember that. And come out with it with more empathy and sympathy for everybody around you because you're all participating in a group event where some people are going to win and some pe- or people are going to lose that night. Yeah. But um <laughs> the, the 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 like coming together is the important part and you're not maybe you're not going to see that when you're 19. But when you're fucking 41 looking back at 19 you're like, "Oh, that was kind of nice that we did that. 
I thought that most of these people were my enemy and I wasn't looking at it through the right lens. Well, I don't know, Gavin, what does that make you think? That's pretty, pretty much what I wanted to get across. What we had with this game wasn't that innocent and we, we couldn't have done it without the game. We couldn't have done this with Shadowrun. No, yeah, no. And, yeah. and and here's the weird thing, is I think there there's a hero's journey with understanding... Um, we definitely wouldn't have done it with Dungeons & Dragons. No, no. There, there There's a there's a reason that when um, White Wolf dropped a Werewolf and then Vampire and then Mage and Fairy and the fucking ghosts and everything and everything else on yeah, us. Yeah, the fucking... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You, Gavin's the only one that can fucking deal with the goddamn ghosts. I don't know. I don't know. I love the like, I don't game. know. I like how each player could play the. I'm pretty sure they. I'm pretty sure they. I'm pretty player. sure they sold 111 books across the entire North America yeah, and I bought, bought two like of seven them. of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so if y'all are trying to fucking reboot Wraith, you know yeah. who to get at. Get at Gavin Longshanks. I know but, everything about it. <laughs> but the the the, the the thing about it is that the 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 almost accidentally perverse democracy of it ended up being a feature in a way that outshone all of its flaws and as much as i want to like put my my old jump boot combat rubber footed heel down on it and say die white wolf you don't make any sense as the adult player I, I can't do that to my older self. I can't do it to the games. They have so much validity. I'm not even saying it's just a um, an adolescent, uh, a childish thing. I, I think that there's massive potential there for open storytelling, regardless of the yeah. age, as long as you are able to embrace the fact that this is just straight up wild. Yeah. And, and it is an incredible tool for discovery about what you think is important if you are if you are on that ascending journey to to thinking like this yeah. matters and that doesn't um so uh we're going to have to do a part 2 of of and get in work in some facts <laughs> any of like the, some, any of the some mechanics vampire meat or um some stuff that was actually in the books any of the clan, like information, clan information or structure the of the structure game of the yeah T-shirts, T-shirts are very important. Character the, generation, the, the, and all the, that. The, the D10 yeah. system, yeah. After this, hopefully. Episode. And I am, I'm, I'm here, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it because I don't, <laughs> I don't want to make a show that isn't yeah. this show that we're making. So I'm glad that I made my semi-arbitrary declaration that I would <laughs> not be rather make. There's no other show I would rather yeah. be making, Gavin. So <laughs> thank you. I, I hope that all of this. I hope all of this weird bullshit. Uh, no I, other I, person that that could that pretending to be a vampire could that <laughs> admit to the world uh, that pretending well, to be a vampire Well, it's the statute of limitations on everything we would have done in 1998. There is a statute is, of limitations it's, it's, on all the stuff that gone. we did. Super, super past. And super, I'm glad that gone. I did all of them with you. Way yeah. past that horizon line. All right. We're in this fucking episode <laughs> before I... Um, Explain all of the murders that I used to do. <laughs> all right. So, um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and. No, oh, no, wait. That's not the part we do. We have to ask. This is the part in the show where we have to ask. Is it, is it, is it, is it, is it, is it bitchin' van art? 
is Vampire the Masquerade, bitch and Van yes. Art. Hell yeah, it is. And we didn't explain in any way anything that would tell you that today, audience, but it fucking is. Yep. And just look up hashtag, just look up at Tim Bradstreet. I'm assuming yep. that's what all of his ads are. Tim Bradstreet. He, I have no information about him. Just or type in whether, Tim Bradstreet. Love sucks. Okay, sure. And um, check out Dick check out him. all of your local Bruja and Nosferatu and yeah. Shit's badass. So um, we'll get into that for part Tim two sometime. Street. And that brings us to the end of our time with you, dear reader. Until next time when we deliver you another batch of beasts, bullywugs, and bowls of flesh-eating dessert fluff. And if you'd be so kind as to tell a friend about the show (laughs) and forget the script and try to do it from memory and give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever format you listen to us on, give us the maximum rating. That really does help. (laughs) Yeah. And we can, you can, you can email us at, if you got, if you give us emails, you got bizarre (laughs) university LARP stories, get us at oopsallmonsters at gmail.com and... If you want to toss a coin into the potion fund, hit us up with a one-shot contribution at paypal.me slash oopsallmonsters because you're so horny for those old vampire feels. And if you're feeling really froggy, sign up at patreon.com slash oopsallmonsters. Lastly, I have to thank my wonderful friend, Katie, who is totally not a vampire living in my attic for our incredible theme song. (laughs) Her work as part of the duo, the darling Kathleen's can be found on YouTube at the darling Kathleen's. And with that, I have been Hess. Bat. I have been Nathaniel Price, Prince of Morgantown. I think his name was Nathaniel Price. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I had some very scary carried. I had some very character. I had some very scary character named Galen, and I don't I don't remember yeah. who he was, but he was very afraid. And we and 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 we have been Oops um, wa- wandering around Wise Library in a trench coat, trying not to ejaculate. Turning off the lights and scaring people in the <laughs> library. <Yeah>. Factually <laughs> thing we did a lot way too much of. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, actual students in the year 2000. (laughs) Moving the bookshelves. Whenever you would leave one section of the library, you'd move a bookshelf to block it off. (laughs) Full torso apparition! (laughs) Library ghosts.